never know how to start this. Have I said that? Have I said that before that I don't know how to start this? Was that a way of starting the podcast? But saying that you don't know how to start something is starting something, right? Strangely enough. Okay, we are here again, ready for another another one of this that I don't know which album it is, but you do because you live in the future, right? That's sort of like the, the thing that we are doing here, is that you live in the future and I live in the past. Personal things went to the beach today after work was pretty okay it's pretty all right didn't go in the ocean i mainly just try to toast a little bit i just try to you know fry it up a bit ended up bumping into a very good friend of mine that i haven't seen ever since i moved ever since my birthday in november and uh yeah it was accidental he lives around the area there and he was visiting that place he works around the area as well and uh, i was really cool to see him because uh he's a very dear friend of mine very dear to my heart very good very good person that i don't talk to that often as it's the case with everybody right in sydney have been doing some other things as well. Try some rock climbing earlier this week. I'm still sore from that from that practice. Have a feeling that I will keep it going because it's really really interesting. Because it's pretty social, right? You talk a lot, and if there's one thing that I like to do, stalking. Although I I do have bounds of quiet time bounce and bounce of quiet time quiet like like this just like right now that was a bounce as well oh shit something's gonna clash here and um yeah there's a little bit of a bound of quiet time there for you enough rambling enough rambling so i just i went up a few of the challenges there i went up a few of the roots in there I'm quite out of shape, right? I don't have, like, the muscular structure yet to handle, you know? Like, I don't have the endurance, even for the very light, for the very light puzzles that they have in there. Don't don't necessarily have the, 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 the fortitude to sustain a lot of those uh, challenges. But I will keep going, because it's interesting. It's very good for the core. I've, I've, I did that before like mid mid pandemic i had the chance of going a few times and um with people that i don't that i don't know anymore essentially i don't i didn't keep in touch with any of them so i don't know and it hurt so much afterwards that i just didn't do it afterwards i'm just taking it easy now you know just trying to just try to keep the ball rolling. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting exercise. The fact that it's very social, and then you can just you know talk to all sorts of people, and you always have like a sort of common ground, you know, 
with people met some some met some nice nice folks in there very nice folks especially at the end that everybody get together and kind of chats a bit very very nice folk very very you know that sort of down to earth people from sydney you know the people that actually talk to you because all the rest you know it's a little bit harder people are doing like a like a let's meet up to to go rock climbing sort of things that sort of imply that they will be talking you know? or that people might not be so open to that oh that's just me i don't know maybe that's my impression because that's yeah anyway interesting nonetheless it was, it was a cool day it was a nice day let's figure out what album we we have it in there in there for us today oh i'm a bit tired perhaps i have the number oh, oh, oh. all right kendrick lamar tripping for butterfly cool cool keeping the, the tradition here with uh black and white covers right that one is black and white as well i don't know but it's just something that i noticed uh chupimpa butterfly actually came to know about kendrick lamar when he was just coming up with his uh first mixtape first like big album sort of splash that he did within hip-hop right and he was uh, a, a figure, a very interesting post-Kanye figure to come out. Section Section eighty, right? Section eighty is the is the sort of like first album, first mixtape of his. There's a lot of very good tracks on that. He has sort of like a gangsta rap but also sunny conscious hip-hop sort of thing to it as well uh, it, it was inter very interesting sound at that time like very very entry level for someone that it's not that well versed in up until that point right though that well versed in uh, 90s hip-hop and or, or maybe some more experimental hip-hop you know like as a Brocky or you know he travels he travels in between those two polars of hip-hop because he has the attitude of a gangster rapper but he has the lyrical content content and the production finesse of a conscious hip-hop of a more artsy uh art rap sort of idea and a ninja right a master like flow wise really really great charisma one of those one of those like kobe bryant sort of figures you know in 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 like in his field very very much like a straight shooter amazing rapper amazing uh choices in terms of production choices in terms of themes uh very vulnerable so he's sort of like a post Kanye figure because after Kanye, I think only Kendrick, I think up until today, I would say, like shed so much water in hip hop. I think that Kanye was obviously that with each album that he, that he released up until, I don't know, perhaps Life of Pablo. 
sort of like the the definition of what is to come, right? Came from Kanye for the most part. Kendrick sort of did the same after him, right? So it, it was sort of like the same uh, level of influence, level of like when this guy drops something, it is like really impactful, right? It really, really defines whatever other guys will be doing in terms of the funky productions, uh, for fun funky production choices in terms of the of the themes being fame, being um, um, mature, maturing, being coming from you know whatever whatever dire background that he might have come from. Uh, he comes from the, from Compton, right? So it's the same place as Dr. Dre. And Tupac plays a very, very important, uh, very, very important, what you say, uh, role within the his imaginary, right? Because he's a young rapper. Obviously, I think he's my age or something, a little bit older, perhaps. Um, obviously, Tupac was, you know, the Michael Jordan of the... of of the 90s in terms of rapping, you know, obviously you have a bunch of rappers, but like stature-wise, Tupac was really big, perhaps one of the biggest, along with Biggie, no pun intended, and plays like the expectation and the fact that they are coming from the same area, the expectation, and some sort of carrying of the torch happens you know in this album specifically coming here to pimp a butterfly more more specifically again uh it is the biggest it is the most ambitious and it is the most successful release up to date from k dot you know himself it is the album that has the most cohesiveness in terms of narrative it has the most cohesiveness in terms of the production choices and all of that, right? All of, all of the, the all of the G funk that you see within LA hip hop, you know, traditionally there with uh, Snoopy Dogg and 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 Dr. Dre and all that, very funky, very uh, close to the f funk to the seventies, you know, the seventies uh, funk, right? Very close to that root coming from hip hop. Uh, it, it, he incorporates those elements into the production and he has that sort of imprint he has that sort of um, live breathing through it funnily enough the last track is a very clever and beautiful idea that was put together it is an interview between Kendrick and like the real voice of Tupac before any AI sort of thing was uh, in place. So they grab an interview and they sort of written the, the questions and the, 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 the replicas from, you know, whoever interviewed him to fit War Kendrick. So Kendrick sort of acts against the, 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 the voice of, of, of Tupac and then kind of asks for advice and then tells about whatever's going on, I don't remember the content of exactly what happened there in, the, in that particular track, but it's a very strong statement about 
whatever Kendrick was feeling like his position in hip hop should be and what was he holding a candle to. And I believe that obviously, rightfully so, he holds a candle to, you know, the locally for him, one of the greatest. Um, not really a big fan of Tupac. I never really uh, was very moved by him. Some tracks from All Eyes on Me, especially the beginning of that album, are really compelling. Never listened to it too much. My 90s hip-hop is a little bit spotty, you can say. But nonetheless, very, very strong tracks from, from, from Kendrick on this. Uh, overall, very long album, very full of muscle, very full of energy. Very, f what what you say about an album that you know everything was being said already, you know, has been said already. So, um, obviously, they have the the Tropical Butterfly was one of the first albums that the Nero Drop gave it a, a, a like a 10, right? It was probably like the second or third album that Anthony Fantano gave it a 10. So, that's that gravitas to it as well. In internet culture, this album is very relevant. Uh, in the the subreddit moo slash moo right music that dash music on Reddit, it's a very popular, very popular album, very popular release. I believe is one of the classics of modern hip hop. You know, along with some some releases from Drake. You can say Denzel Curry is on that as well. You can say Death Grips, obviously, it's on there. Uh, yeah, there's uh, plenty, plenty albums, but this one is probably the magnum opus and one of the most acclaimed ones. The Black of the Berry, the the the, the Black of the Berry is a great song. I is a great song. The, the beginning, right, the, the second track, it's also great. I don't have many things to say about this because it's a very long, and I won't be analyzing the lyrics as well because it's a minefield, right? So I won't be doing that. And I feel like it's, it's, it's sort of like a doozy, right? Because if you haven't heard of, of that album, you probably don't like hip-hop and you're not going to start liking hip-hop because of this record you know it's too much of a it's it's a big ask for someone to be engaged by this album on a you know on a personal level without having a previous liking to hip-hop but what you can find in here it's a artist an artist that is it is the prime i believe i believe is the prime the other albums are really good them and and missing Mr. Morale are, are, are great records. They are kind of eclipsed. They, they're kind of like shadowed by this particular one because uh, it's such a big point. It's such a unifying, it's such a cohesiveness of theme and it is it is such a reflection on whatever happened with him in Good Kid, Mad City. Whatever happened to him in uh, Good Kid, Mad City, it was a big success, right? It was a big step up 
there. And all of the... So the Chupimpa butterfly means... Um, I don't know what it means, actually. It's interesting. I it, it escaped, The metaphors escaped me completely. I think it's something like someone from the ghetto gets transformed into a butterfly, but that's not enough. They have to pimp themselves, you know. I don't know, or or, or perhaps perhaps I'm thinking of pimp my ride, you know the the. Well, I don't know. It's confusing. So you're pimping a butterfly. So you're sort of treating a, bu a butterfly like a prostitute. So if the rapper is the butterfly, so he is a product of the of the system and the prostitution of the industry. Something like that. Could be something like that. I don't remember exactly. But thank thank God for genius annotation, right? Annotations. Because it says, it reads like this. Kendrick explained in an interview to MTV that to pimp a caterpillar was to be uh, was the, the the working title of the of the album, forming Tupac, P U P A C as an acronym. There originally, that was the plan. So the album, the the name of the album would be a direct reference to Tupac, right? And but it was changed to Butterfly in order to symbolize Kendrick's personal character growth and his overall resilience following success within the music music industry. So a butterfly would be something that transforms because uh, transforms from something incomplete and ugly, which is a caterpillar. You know, not no this to the caterpillar community, but it's sort of what the opinion is here and someone coming from the ghetto coming from rough conditions can be seen as a caterpillar or at least someone that it was robbed of a full fully fledged evolution right you can interpret it like that you can say that perhaps and when it gets turned into a butterfly something someone pimps that butterfly because a butterfly is obviously a very beautiful creature, right? Which is the case with all Kendrick here. So that's the overall gist of the of the why the title and how that gets played into the themes of the record. Because there is a lot of theme, a lot of themes of ex excess. There is a lot of themes. Uh, there is a, a lot of times where the theme of um, greed sort of comes in, you know, and, and, and uh, arrogance and sort of like a like a, uh, a dysfunctional uh, attitude in regards to money, in regards to fame, in regards to who to trust, you know, when you when you come into a position of some sort of authority, you can expect that people are going to leech into you somewhat, you know, they're going to want to be part of your entourage so that can chip away the, the the trust that you have fundamentally in people. You know, you see that a lot with Kanye, uh, like namely the, the name uh, Real Friends, you know, from Life of Pablo. Same, almost same year as this record here uh, that we're talking about. So the same sort of themes. Uh, I feel like at one point in time, 
Kendrick and Kanye were sort of a continuation of sort of like the same thing. Kanye went in all different directions. But I think that Kanye from Life of Pablo somewhat similar to, to Kendrick in some ways. I guess you can say the eases. Kanye is so, so unique. You can't really compare any face to anyone else, right? It's just that it was his thing. But you can say the lyrical content, content and the ability and uh, willingness to be vulnerable were similar between those two artists. And I think that Kendrick look, look, looked up to, to Kanye because the, the, the funkiness of Kanye's production, especially at the beginning, it is it's something that you can see uh, a lot on his releases, right? Because he basically, he basically uses black music as the black drop, uh, as the black drop, as the backdrop to the instrumentals and to you know whatever he's doing there in terms of production, so he uses a lot of G funk, uses a, a lot of Parliament uh, uh, and funkadelic sort of tradition of American funk. Uh, Bootsy Collins actually plays on the album, or George Clinton actually, not Bootsy Collins. Uh, Bootsy Collins is the bassist. Uh, the first song, Wesley Wesley's uh, theory, is narrated by George Clinton, which is the leader of Parliament Funkadelic, legendary figure in American funk music. I think after James Brown, Parliament and Funkadelic are pretty much, you know, what can be said is the second place there in terms of like importance. And you have Thundercat, obviously a very very amazing bassist and very. Uh, a lot of dexterity within the bass, so he dominates that sort of like flappy funk uh, goodness of, of you know that side of things as well. Very very popular and featured in many 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 projects, and has a great uh, solo career as well. Um, sort of like the quest love for for for, for bass, right? Quest love from from the roots. Well, what? He's sort of like the drama that everybody wants to work with and all that because of his ability to, you know, just create great, great grooves and great things and all. Okay. So you have a very long track list here, 16 songs. Many of them are interludes. Many of them are sort of ideas. You have a lot of legendary figures playing on this album. Uh, legendary figures in, in many, many, many walks of life. Obviously, black music and hip-hop, but within that sort of um, milieu, you have Kamasi Washington from a jazz background, Flying Lotus from a electronic music, very strange, I don't know how to exactly describe Flying Lotus. It's sort of like instrumental hip-hop, but it's way bigger than that, you know? And then you have Below, which is a rapper, uh, famous for the project Blue and Below, very respected figure amongst everybody. Uh, Rhapsody, which is a up-and-coming, nowadays a very, very big artist. She definitely blew up ever since, and I think this album helped her quite a lot. 
Uh, she's featured in in many 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 um, g- great projects and also has a, a, a very very celebrated solo career as well. You have the Isla's one of the. Um, you have the Ali Brothers, right, which is also a very legendary sort of earth, wind, and fire band from the seventies, funk band from the seventies, appearing on the album, and you have Snoop Dogg as well, legendary, you know, to say the least, and sort of one one of the names, one of the biggest names of that approach to hip hop, a very funky, very sunny, very tongue in cheek which Kendrick sort of borrows a bit and turns that into a more dramatic, a more cinematic, cinematic, more muscular and complex, psychologically speaking and thematically speaking, songwritingly speaking, uh, sort of idea with this album. It is a goddamn amazing record. It is a great record. Needless to say, it is a great record. And let's let's check a little bit of the two-pack track. And obviously, you know, talks about racism, talks about putting the black man down, that sort of theme plays into it as well. Um, gang violence and 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 if when shit hits hits the fan, are you still a fan? I think that's a track from this from this album. I think alright, it's not only one of the best tracks in the album, it's one of the best music videos of all time. You know? It's one of the best videos of all time. And no, it is really great. And the Black of the Berry, I love that song. King Kuda became became a meme very much deservedly so because you know with the biggest tracks with the biggest like uh, if they have a capacity to just grab people by the ear and that song and this song does that to the utmost extent it becomes a meme right it it was sort of like a mashup uh, with Rick and Morty they did that with uh, with swimming pools as well from the previous album and very colorful, very clever, very witty album as well. It doesn't get too too dragged on the like serious themes, although there is a lot of that. There's a, there's a there's a funkiness to it. There is a pep to, to their step, you know. And there's obviously a heart to it because. Kendrick, it's a it's is a very vulnerable, very very honest sort of rapper, and it's sort of a sort of a odd an odd cat in that matter as well, because to do both, right? I think that he does both things really well. He has the respect, and he has the sentimentality that a Drake probably doesn't have, like the street cred that Drake probably doesn't have within the hip-hop community. Uh, Kendrick has that, and he also has a sentimental side, so he can play f- he can play with bro- both crowds really, really nicely. 
they can play with the arti artistic uh, indie sort of crowd because he carries those he carries those elements too right uh, he carries the artfulness he carries the poetic and the attention to detail sort of thing with art hip hop that's you know that's a given that's the thing that you're going to find and he carries the 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 popular the benga sort of idea as well so it's it's really that's really it i believe i think that if you want to explore this if you haven't heard of this if you're too young to have uh have that happen uh, within your lifetime you know you should definitely give it a try it opens up a lot of different doors uh, into black music. I think he has that going for it as well because he carries so many, you know, different names and different styles and hip-hop hip hop can be such a vessel for different styles as well. You know, you can grab music from anywhere, essentially, and just create a new piece, right, with, with exactly that. So... Great record, very funky, very smart, very deep, very personal. It is a continuation of the previous one, so it has that continuity and, and, and ability, you know, to follow up. It's a sequel in a way, because Good Kid, Mad City was his, like, his major breakthrough, right? Uh, with the song with Drake, the song with J Electronica, the song with... Uh, uh, a lot of songs on, on that album, uh, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, obviously, the big hit, right? Probably his biggest. I don't know about that nowadays, but it should be one of his biggest songs up until this point. Yeah, great, great album. Nothing but respect for it. It's not something that I re revisit that often, but I'll definitely do now that I'm listening to albums like in one way, you know, I'm listening to a whole album all the way through. That will be interesting to have that experience. Definitely an album to get your blood pumping, to get your blood boiling, and to get in there, get some, yeah? Hell yeah, bye-bye. <laughs>